Good morning, good morning. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, today is a hard one. It's a really hard one, but I think it's something that a lot of you will want to listen to um, and probably a lot of you are going through. So we're going to be talking about getting over your ex. Your breakups, getting Thank out you. of your ex. Heartache. Wow. We've got Christy with us and Christy, tell us in a nutshell who you are, how many children you ha- have and when the breakup started. Okay. Hi, I'm Christy. I have four amazing kids. Um a boy who's 10 and then three girls, seven, three and one. Um, and I was with my ex for 18 years. Um, and the breakup started on the 2nd of January this year. Wow. What a tough... To be fair, 2020's been shit. When you say it started, is that when the breakup happened or did things start mm. to unravel before that or... Okay, so that's when he moved out. Okay. It actually kicked off on the 22nd of December. Um, he came home from a night out with work and dropped a bombshell. Don't love you. Completely out of the blue. Hit me like a train. Mm. Days before Christmas. Mm. So. And nothing before there was no inkling at all to say, mm, things aren't right. No, do you know, he was a bit weird, but I was weird. So I had had our fourth baby. Um, amazing pregnancy, amazing birth, really amazing birth. But I had a really traumatic bleed after birth um, and that triggered PTSD and then um, postnatal anxiety and depression and it was the first time ever in our relationship that he needed to step up and look after me for once look after the family for the first six weeks of my baby's life I was a mess I, w- I couldn't sit down I couldn't eat I, I spent my life pacing the house and it was really tough and I think that's kind of when it kicked off for him Although he was offered loads of support, he was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But yeah, I think he was offered attention elsewhere. And I think when the roles change and when th- when when home life and the balance changes, I think that that's when you see um, almost like catalysts happen. Mm. So like real, really quick change. So my... Um, my ex-husband also everything's unraveled over Christmas uh, Christmas period but I had gone from being a housewife to starting to work but also he could really see that I was enjoying my work and photography and I think I stepped out of his shadow and he really didn't like that and that dynamic changed and when we split up he said I lost my wife and and gained a photographer um and I just like ouch yeah (laughs) I I find that so offensive that because I had a career and I wasn't just Mm -hmm. there for him yeah that that would um affect him so much but I think that really happens so much I get sly digs as well because uh, you know we're quite successful you know a nice income and I think when they become the provider and then all of a sudden you go well I can afford to buy that Mm. I can get that I'm working really hard now I don't need you that's when they're like oh that doesn't that doesn't fit right it's like a control thing isn't it it is a control Mm. thing and and there's a lot of men out there and And maybe women um Mm. yeah that that can't deal with that um um, but obviously your situation was slightly different, but it was a cha- still a change for him. And I think when change happens, that's when you start to see true colours. Mm. You start going, okay, you can either step up and go, okay, I'm going to do- deal with this change and maybe this is a positive change, I'm going to really help out. Or you're like, mm, this change isn't for me. Yeah. Mm. And unfortunately, that change that's wasn't what, for him. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So, um, and actually to bringing it to Christmas... There is a massive percentage, isn't there? And we're just hitting yeah. that period right now. So I think this podcast has come at the right time. Um, I'm going to say trust your gut. 
because that's what you did on your breakup. But this time of year, I think there is a huge percentage of breakups. So I want you to really listen to what your gut is saying and follow that mm. um, because it might be worth just having a very open conversation. If you feel something isn't right, just be open about it and just go, I've got this feeling. Can you just talk me through it? And I think that's really important because... Yeah, I think talking is the main thing. You know, he he said a lot of, um, oh, I felt like this for a long time. And actually, as things went on, I realised that that wasn't the case. And that was his cover up, if you like. Mm. But we we always had the kind of relationship where you talk. Like, if you're mm. ever in that kind of situation, just talk about it. When When ultimately it's the two of you, communication is so key. And that's what I was so angry at him before I knew that it actually was infidelity and, you know, there was more to it. Um, But I was so angry at him for not talking to me because I'm like, that's always been, Mm. that's why we we were together for 18 years, you know. That's why we had such a happy, healthy relationship, or so I thought, um, because of the communication. So, yeah, I think definitely talk. Mm. So let's fast forward to the 2nd of January. Okay, so I said I'm not stopping I'm not giving up on my marriage we've got four kids we're going to relate we're gonna we're gonna talk like we always said we would and we went to relate and it was horrendous he tore me apart I just even I remember the counsellor was looking at me and it was very aggressive he was like it's you I will never love you I can't look at you and I was just sitting there in bits like what the I haven't done anything wrong I mean you know I got a bit ill after I had a baby not something you choose to do. Um, and yeah, that was horrendous. And the the counsellor kind of gave him an ultimatum. She said, well, you can either do what Christy's asking, which is to give her time, to give you both time to be honest and try and get back what you're claiming is lost, or you need to leave. Because this living in kind of this mediocre, it was just the weirdest thing. I'd walk past him and he would like jump back out of the way. Like, mm. what are you doing? I'm giving you space. I'm like, oh, oh. it was I just I mean, are bizarre. we in the playground? Yeah. You know? It was the weirdest. And especially going from, you know, being intimate. We had sex the night before he told me all of this to jumping out of the way. It was just bizarre. Mm. So um, I remember we went for a drive afterwards and I said, what are you going to do? Oh, this is, you know, this is so big. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, you need to make the decision. Do you want to work at it? Do you not? Do, you know, and he said that he wanted to go to a hotel that night. I want to go to a hotel tonight. I need to think. I need space. By this point, I was just like, whatever, you know. And he came back on the the third in the morning, sat on the end of my bed and went, I'm leaving. That's that. Started packing a bag and I said, right. I went, just stop. You're not going to do this in front of my kids. No. You're not doing this in front of the children. I said, you can come back later, get your stuff, but you're not doing it now. So, Yeah. That was it. Decision made. He moved out. He moved in with his mum a few weeks later. And then a few weeks after that, he moved in with his now pregnant fiance. Wow. That's just heartbreaking, isn't it? I think I think because it's such a shock. And like you said, for 18 years, you've had a really strong relationship. You've talked through, you've kind of any problems that you've had, you've been able to have a conversation. And obviously he's found somebody. Yeah. You know, he's, and maybe if she wasn't around, you probably would work through it. I would think so. I mean, I met her. She was, uh, she's actually an employee of his. I met her when I was pregnant. Met her. I think that made it worse because she knew. Yeah. You know, when, especially with you ladies, you're on a level with other women. Yeah. And she'd met me. She'd met my kids. She's a single mum herself. So 
I think that was what cut really deep. Like mm, yeah. she knows, and that's not that's not okay. Yeah, and I've been with him. I mean, I was with him since I was sixteen. So yeah. all of my adult that's life, an institution, yeah. and we've yeah. talked about this before. But you know, your personality and who you are becomes a duo, doesn't it? Mm. And you kind of walk side by side, and people know you as yes, Mister and Mrs. Yeah. You know, yeah. your friendship, your your family, everything's done as when you when you go out and do something, you're together. And I think when that's taken away that's when you need to go, right, who am I? I haven't got a clue who I am anymore. And that's when you start rock bottom of finding and scratching the surface and figuring out who is Christy. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard because at the moment, I mean, I I gave up my job with our third baby. He asked me to um, and took on that role of housewife and and mum. And don't get me wrong, I love that a bit. My kids are everything. But I lost a part of me. I lost my identity. And right now, I don't feel like I'm in a position where, because I've got the four children on my own, that I can go back into work, although I want to. And that's something in the new year that I'm going to look at what possibilities I can can do. And also changing up my career, you know. I was always kind of told I couldn't achieve things. Um, even with your guys' photography, I always used to say about the Liberty shoots, and I'd love to do that. And I'd get a, well, but why? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to have pictures of you? And I'm mm. like, you know, there were so many, um, I guess, red flags that I never saw because mm. it's all I knew. Mm. And I'm just going to go backwards, sorry, because you said something about when you were saying about how he jumped out of the way. I really remember that transition phase when you know that it's going wrong and almost the more you try the more you repulse them yeah yeah did you get that yeah and it was really um I really believe that when men start paying attention to someone else to justify what they're doing they see you as a really bad horrible manipulative controlling person psycho gets like banded around all the time and I think well do you know what us asking you if you're doing something that you're not telling us and then all of our senses telling us that you are and you telling us we're not doesn't mean that we're a psycho. That means no. that you're a liar. Exactly. And, you, that's, and you're so right in saying that. that so often we get that called you're a psycho. Yeah. Well, because I've read through your messages because I got that gut feeling. And was right. Yeah, and, and just to say, yeah, I was right. I read the messages saying that you did sleep with that person. But yeah. because I read the message, I'm a psycho. He said to me, the night that he eventually admitted it to me, he went, you just can't keep doing this to me. You can't keep doing this to <laughs> me. Like it's you. Like it and was that's what they fault. do. And, you know, when he when you were in that meeting and they, he was literally ripping you apart. Which, by the way, I remember exactly being in that position Same as well. Same position. Yeah. It is just... Her, because you question yourself so much, don't you? You're like, yeah. what did I do? But it's to make them feel better. Yes. Yeah. And that is purely it. They know what they've done is completely wrong. So but for at them... at that time, they act like no, they don't. they don't. Like, exactly. That, it, that's the craziest he thing. He still hasn't taken ownership for what he's done. He still hasn't. I actually said to Gary, um, maybe a couple of years ago, or maybe it was actually not that long ago, about it. And what did I say to him? Oh, yeah, that Theo, like, when you're breastfeeding a toddler, yeah, so I was still breastfeeding, two years old, and um, I said, having my baby torn away from me for the weekend, leaving him on a Friday and not seeing him again until the Monday, when they're, like, you're so attached to each other that your bodies are working together, and he went, oh, are we still going over this? And I was like, Gary, let's just not 
play down that like you've never actually given it any space I've never had an apology I've never had him say to me actually he has said to me you know if things were different if I'd go back yeah of course I'd do things differently I like your Gary voice that was as much as I got out of (laughs) out of him yeah Ooh. 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 Yeah. And, and I think it takes a really big person like whatever they do to actually say do you know what I hold my hands up I did wrong like yeah. I know you know I and, don't think it will ever happen mm, I don't think it will ever happen no so let's go to the family and let's 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 go to the point where you had to tell the children you know to talk us through that so he actually told the children between the whole Christmas New Year time without me so I was a bit of a mess last Christmas was just tears and hide, mm. trying to hide that from your kids. Um, and he told them, he sat them down, these two older ones at the time, nine and six, that he doesn't love mummy anymore. Wow. Just like that. And I was like, whoa, you can't just... First because that's so confusing together. for them. And actually, deep down, you do love mummy. Like, in a, in a, you know, just because you don't want to be with mummy, you could, you, you don't even need to say it like that. You could dress it up a million ways, mm-hmm. couldn't you? Not that's, that, so that's probably the worst thing you can say. Just so you know, daddy doesn't love mummy. Bye. Yeah, exactly. You know? So the kids were, and where they'd seen you as such a together couple, even, as I said, the day before, mm. you know, and we were very um, cuddly and we were always cuddling and love each other mm. and big family. So for that, my son was like, I just don't, but why? But why don't you? Mm. But since when? And he said uh, all the time, I'm going to make daddy love you again. Like, wow, you, that's... you look really pretty. Daddy's going to love you again today. Oh, it was really Christy. tough. Yeah, that was really That tough. actually makes me feel like I want to cry. That's, I think when it comes from your child saying something like that, that's, that's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it was heartbreaking because he took it on so much of his, like, role that we will, we'll make daddy love you again. It will be fine. Mm. And even now, we're a year later... And I think it took at least until August because he kept saying to me, you know, Mum, if Dad if Dad did come back, though, if he did come back, though, we'd take him back, wouldn't we? Because everyone gets a second chance. Oh. And inside, I'm like, over my dead body. Mm. No. Do, and do they, how much do they know? Do they know that he's having another baby with somebody else? What yeah, do they know? I mean, so they see him. I never wanted him to stop being a dad. Mm. And actually, if anything, I was championing that relationship. And I, I've, you know... From, from word go, I was like, I don't care about you and what you do when you're not with me and not with them, but please just be a good dad. Yeah. Please make those kids feel as loved by you as they are by me, that they're still the centre of your universe. And he failed at that massively. And that's what's been so hard for me because now he's trying to almost get that back He's trying to go, well, they're fine with it now. And I'm like, no, no, they're really not. You know, Josh has been struggling massively. I've had doctors involved. He's having send support at school um, because this kid doesn't know how to deal with it. You know, his dad's moved out in with a new family. It doesn't help that she has a 12-year-old son. They're having a baby boy. He feels replaced. He says that all the time I'm just replaced at dad's I'm not Mm. you know they don't have a bedroom they don't have a space they have nothing and I think at the time I kept saying to him you know do it like this please do it like this like please involve them you know now it's Christmas he'll be going off and getting his tree and doing that but it's something that I feel he should involve our children in yeah um 
And he's not. And he's, it's really sad because I've been that kid. And I think because I was that kid and my dad didn't make the effort when him and my mum split, it was such a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, just make this about the children. Just be there. Don't, I didn't want them to feel how I felt. Even now I'm, what, 34. And if I saw my dad, my biological dad, out in the street, I would purposely cross over the road, head down, pretend I didn't see him, mm. you know? And I didn't want that for my kids. No. Still don't want that for my kids. No. And it's such a long time for him to have been around and then suddenly to feel that pain. And um, the first time I had counselling, I think I was about 25, and she was. we were talking about my mum and dad and... Um, she said, with a child, they will experience grief as in a, the same as a death mm-hmm. if the relationship is not maintained at the same, essentially the same level, if they're not feeling like that. And so my dad moved out and I was 14. And obviously he was there every single day until I was 14. And then I went from seeing him every day to every fortnight. And when we went round there, we didn't have a room. He would be on the phone for hours to his new girlfriend. And it was like we were, we were not important anymore. Like yeah. he wouldn't call us in between. We, You know, it was, I had a mobile, but it wasn't, re- I don't think he had a mobile at the time. I don't really know. But I know that things just really changed so quickly that with children, they will always internalise it as what have I done wrong? What Am I not worthy of that person's love anymore? Yeah. Um, and even if it's not as direct as that, you know, I no way was I thinking that at the time. But now I think, you know, me and my sister were just in the other room with dial up like, <laughs> like sat there while he was on the phone for hours mm. um, on our own in a, literally in a cupboard, like probably just, Two, so, two times as big as that coffee table in front of us, just sat there on a little computer. We just, it was just like... It's like you're there because you have to be, not mm. because they want you to yeah. be. And that's how, that's how they, my kids feel it. Mm. Um, you know, they, oh, do we have to go to dance? I'm like, come on, you're going to have fun. We don't have fun. I'm like, mm. okay, well, you know, maybe you're... And that's the thing, He's, he doesn't make the effort, he doesn't take them out. It's all, he, he's said the words to them that this is my new life and it is what it is. Mm. So if you don't like it, tough. And I think he's perhaps, um, perhaps not, starting to reflect on that and starting to see that. I mean, we are having to go through court. He went, wanted to go through court for a child arrangements order, which again, I was like, I really don't want to do it that way. Our kids are so young. Mm. Um, as you say, breastfeeding, I'm the baby's obviously, she's still breastfed. She's now one. My toddler's still feeding. So she's three. I plan to stop her around two. Um, but that's when all this happened. Mm. She latched onto me and you don't have that partner to help you, as you know. Breastfeeding yeah. a toddler is like the hardest thing to stop ever. <laughs> yeah. So I would say as well, and, I, you know, there's no holding in, but I think the first year to two years, things are very hard. After two years, I think things start to get easier. They start, the romance is softening. It's not as, you know, new to them. And I've got, so Sonny, his, I haven't been with him for over 10 years now and I can remember the first few years like it was rage between us I used to phone him and it was horrible like the conversations were disgusting now we have chats and it's really lovely and he is the best parent in the world to Sonny 
yeah. it's his and world. that's all you want that's all it? i that's ever wanted and want. and uh, and you know i think people may be listening going well all men aren't like that mm. and they're not and i want to give hope and i really hope that maybe when things have settled down and i know it's a settle down is a bit of a weird um f- phrase to say but i do think and i think with, with you and gary i guess oh, gary's I think, a much better dad yeah. you know uh, he he was um you know, he was never a terrible dad, but he wasn't brilliant. And um, he stepped up so much. But the first bit was real anger and animosity between the pair of us. We like, you know, I'd be holding the phone like mm. far away from my ear because I was still that person that he could take his rage out on. Yeah. And the game didn't really change until I stopped letting I stopped biting when he yeah. would um, try and wind me up. And there was one time he was really shouting at me on the phone and I said, Gary, I'm really sorry, but I'm not the person to take the, take it out on anymore. And I just hung up hung yeah, up on him yeah. and, I, and I really did stop that. And then um, we've kind of gone in waves. So there's been times when we've almost been like best buds again. And then there's been times when he's been like really angry at me. And I think the year I had Alba, when I was pregnant, I don't know if he was anxious or if he was worried that the boys were going to get pushed out or something, but he was really, really not very nice that year. And I moved house and it was like, it was hard. It wasn't easy. And he was meant to take the boys on holiday when I had Alba and then and have them for a week. And he didn't. And he just kept changing things. And then when she was three weeks old, he rang me and really started shouting at me because I wasn't at the ferry at eight o'clock to pick up the boys. And I was like, Gary, do you know what? You can go fuck yourself if you if you think that I'm doing this ferry thing anymore with a newborn baby you can come over and you can bring them over. Otherwise, you can drive them to school yourself because I'm not interested in being shouted at. And I just hung up on him. And I and I sent him a message and I said, this has been the worst year. I said, you've been worse to me this year than the year that we broke up. And I can't work out what I've done other than have a baby. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. And then he was nice again. Mm. It's just really weird. But. And I, I, it, it is massive waves and... I Obviously, yeah. right now it's, it's still hard for you, but there is hope. There really is, and I think I hope so. And I, I, I cling on to that. I'm like, you know what? I do think that this could be. It will take him time. Some men it will, mm. and I do. I do still think he will step up to that. And oh, he be will. The dad yeah, I think he will. Deserve. And I know this. And you, you know, this year has been the hardest year, especially too with COVID, not being able to socialise or see somebody. You know, it's probably when you need people around you the yeah, most. Definitely. Like it's definitely been the hardest. Um, and you can't go to a bar and flirt outrageously. No, I can't exactly. go and How get drunk. Can't dance. Can't date. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't even do food shopping for God's sake. You I mean, it's not cool. You can't it's even not... wink at someone in Tesco. <laughs> Although I did see a, a friend. Um, oh. Yeah, well, no. It was, like, <laughs> it was a friend from school, so we hadn't seen each other from school. I think he was in a year lower than me. Anyway, he was always really cute, but, like, you know your friend zone. Anyway, so we were just chatting, and then he just snogged me. Oh, I love that. Oh, did my it give God. you butterflies? It did was, you remember what snogging it, was like? It was so weird. It was nice. I like that. But it, he's still, like, I was proper like, yeah, no, you're totally a friend. But it was nice. Mm. Like, oh, I, I love had some snob. fun. But I want to be able to go and have that fun, mm. you yeah. know. And I'm come Break on, COVID. Yeah, come on. I yeah. just wanted because I do feel for all the single people right now. Mm. I feel like you just need to go out, have a dance, and have a snob. Exactly. And mm. I, you know, I never kind of did. I was, I was with Neil obviously since I was since I started dating and stuff. I was sixteen, so actually, I'm like, oh, let's make up some, yeah. some less time, go and have some fun. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I mean. That kind of thing. That's exciting, right? Yeah, it's scary. You've changed how you look. Like you've gone from like to 
have I yeah, yeah. and she's got the biggest <gasps> smile like I can like you have got a huge smile on your face Thanks. um I would like to know what let's give us a bit of advice for people that's going through this like just breaking up right now what would you say um let it like feel it let yourself feel it because it's a massive it has been a massive part of you and it is really sad it is like grieving I found and I remember saying at the time I think it'd be easier if you had died because watching you now live our future with someone else is really hard Mm. but it does get better like have your support have your tribe let yourself feel those things and then when the love's gone and it does go it's so much easier. Mm. You suddenly lose those ties. You suddenly don't want them again. You don't want them back. And it makes things so much easier to be able to take steps to move on. Because it is not just grief. It's grief, rejection, loss of identity, loss of future. There's so many things that you have to work through. I think the betrayal's the worst for me personally because you... You question you. You think, why, why did you have to do that to me? Like, I think that's, the, for me, it's the lowest. Like, don't, if you're not happy, talk, communicate. Don't cheat. Mm. Don't cheat. Because that's something I feel like I've got a guard. And I will have a guard. I've set, you know, that it's two ways. I've set a guard and I will protect myself. Obviously, I was, I've never been heartbroken before. I'm 34. And it hurt. It was a physical pain. Oh, yeah. I'd wake up every day with that feeling in your chest. You, I never knew it was actually physical. I'm going to describe it. It's like, you know, when you're in school and you fall out with your best friend and you feel physically sick and it feels like there's a hole in your stomach, like times a million. Yeah. Oh, I think as well, I think that feeling and people, let's, let's talk about feelings. So if you lose somebody and they die, like the pain is really hard. The pain, when you break up with someone, it's the same. Like, we experience pain in the same way, whatever it may be. Whatever we're going through, it's that same feeling coming up again. Plus, it's an addiction as yeah, well. Like, yeah. So your brain will light up. The same areas of addiction will light up, uh, in your brain will light up as, it, as like, a, an addicted person to something like heroin or crack. If you say their name, those same areas light up as if you were to say... And people will go, oh, cheer up. Like, you've only done this. But you yeah. can't control how pain runs Feels, through your body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've just broken my favourite... I don't know, my favourite item. Oh, my God, I'm actually heartbroken. Yeah. And you've got that, like... I like Whenever I'm really upset, I get the massive, like, lump in my throat and I can't get rid of it. And I, can't, and I find it really hard to breathe. Like, that's the pain. And it, like I said, it could be if someone's... If I've lost somebody, if I've broken up with someone, if something just crap in my life's happened, that it will be the same feeling I get. Yeah. And I just think it's okay for that feeling to come up. So whatever you're going through... Like, that is okay. I wonder what that chakra would be, because yours would obviously be your throat chakra. Mine would be my stomach chakra. Yeah, because you not being, you chakra. get the shits, don't you? Yeah, I do. Honestly, if I get nervous or anxious, I'll be sat on the toilet six times a night because I'm like, ah! Oh, I feel I like mine's a bit like um, on a roller coaster ride. Like, mm. I get that really, like, <gasps> kind of yeah. feeling. When I'm nervous and stuff, I just giggle, which is really funny. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh. Um... But it's okay. Like it's, what yeah, I want to say okay to you to is these feelings, like whether you get a lump in your throat, whether you get tired, like these are all normal. And I want you to go through those feelings because it's all about a process, isn't it? It's how you get over things. And if your body's saying, I want to have a lump in my throat today, that's okay. And sometimes you can be fine and then it's Sunday and you're suddenly like, oh my God, it's Sunday and I'm on my own and nobody's around and I hate Sunday. And me, me yeah, and Chrissy was talking. Um, and the one thing that really got me when I split up with Mark was Christmas Day was making presents that I couldn't make. 
Mm. There was a toy and I had to put it together and I didn't know. I wasn't very good at reading instructions. It was a Lego set and I was like, that's not my role. And I can remember taking myself to the toilet and crying. Mm. And I phoned up my mum. I was like, mum, I don't know how to build this Lego set. Like, that's Mark's job. It's not mine. And because it was me that ended the relationship... I blame myself. I was like, yeah. if if you didn't end it, then this wouldn't be happening. And it will be moments. And people, you know, if they've gone through a breakup this year, there will be moments where it's not your job, whether it's taking out the bins, whether it's building a Lego set, that, will, that they will be the bits that will get you. Yeah. You know, you could just be getting on with your day, like, no one will really happen. And there'll be a moment. And there's so much less in between. Mm. But when it hits you, that moment, mine was getting, I got the Christmas tree. And... It's something we always did together. We went to the farm. We did the whole thing. So this year I was like, I'm going to blame COVID. And I'm not going to do that this year. And then next year we'll go to a different farm and whatever. And I was walking out, had the baby in the carrier, found the tree. Well, I didn't find the tree. I found myself amongst a million trees. And I just burst into tears. I, was mm. like, I can't do this. Can't choose a tree. What, what tree do I get? It's not going to be the right tree. And then when I finally, I went to the lady and bless her, I just burst into tears. I, was like, I can't do it. And she was like, uh, would you like me to help? Like, yes, please. But then getting it in the car. Yeah. And it is those things. But that's that is exactly what I want you to say. Like, I want you all to know that it's okay to have those moments because that is like you're going through the cycle, you're going through those moments, and there's memories that are going to be brought back to you because all year it hasn't happened, but all of a sudden you've got to that day or you've got to that moment where you haven't needed to do X, you haven't needed to go to the loft. But, okay, you've had to go up the stairs, get in the loft, get the decks, and then something's reminded you. But it's okay to cry. It's okay to have that feeling. And I want you all to be like, okay, I know it's going to come, and I know I'm going to cry, and I'm just going to go, hmm, okay. And I think don't avoid it. Like, yeah. you have to get, you have to do that moment to then be able to move on from it. To have the release. Yeah. To well. have and that, also yeah. to be able to say, my Christmas tree is up, and I did do I that. I did it. Getting over it. Yeah. You've got over that hurdle. 100%. Yes, you cried. I did. It felt I good cried. after you cried. You know, you My let it go. Amazing. It's even straight. I mean, yes. you know. And also, and it might have been wonky if he did it. The way you, <laughs> you wanted it, oh, you know. And it's pretty. It's got pink on and everything. Yes, this is what I exactly. love. And it that's wouldn't have been what pink, I love, would it? You know, no. well, as soon as he left, I painted my front door blue for peace. And I planted two olive trees either side, which he's taken out. And his front garden looks really bare. But... I just thought he wouldn't have let me do that and I wouldn't have been allowed a pink um, front door and I wouldn't be allowed this. And now my house is my house and, yeah, Luke lives with me, but if I want my front door pink, I'll have it pink. You know? Yes, yes, right, totally. Because Whereas before you, you, I would have compromised. Yeah, and, it's, and that's what's really cool about it is there is no compromising now. Like, obviously, yes, when you get in a relationship, there's things, but I've set this bar and it's like, actually, if you fall below that, I'm not interested. No. And you I know? think actually the later we got on in life, the more we go, actually, I can do everything on my own. If I have a partner, you're an added extra, but you're not essential. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're here because I, I want you to be, not because I need you. Yes. 100%. And I think that's what this year has taught you. You yeah. can do it on your own. You are doing it on your own. And, you know, if someone enters your life, it is a little extra. And like Ben actually described was a cake. Mm. Your foundation is really strong. Your jam in the middle is lovely and tasty. But if somebody comes and he is your icing, okay, and he's going to make it all a little bit pretty, so it all goes nice together. But you don't necessarily need icing for a cake. No. Totally as long not. as that foundation Nothing is nice wrong and with soft. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I've got the whole cake and Luke's just the 
cherry. sprinkles. The cherry? I don't really like cherries. No, I don't. <laughs> I always pick them off. I like real cherries, but I don't okay. like glaciers, sorry. Oh, my. Um, hundreds of thousands? Yeah, <laughs> hundreds of sprinkles, thousands. anything that goes on the top. But I just really feel like, like, I know that, not in a horrible way, Luke, if you're listening. He never listens to this, thank God. But I don't need him at all. He, mm, you know, yeah. 50% of the time he doesn't even without. put the bins out. And the things that people do around the house, I pay people to come in and do yeah. anyway. And so, I think if when you get to that point in life and you've got everything sorted around you and then your other, your partner is just a little bit of an extra, he's you're really winning. good at cuddles. You're winning. That's what he, he is a brilliant hugger. He's really good. There we go. He's the bear on top. You know, when you get like two yeah. little bears, a little, you know. That, the yeah. ones that hug him. Yeah. He's yeah. my bear. He's there the we cuddle. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming thank in today. You. I think, do you know what? So many people will be inspired by you just to go, do you know what? I'm going for a crap year, but I'm still standing. How can people follow you or get in touch if they need a bit of advice? Okay, so I, I've vlogged my uh, some of my journey on TikTok. Yeah, so on TikTok. You? Yeah, I have. I and it's, that. well, this is why, because it hasn't got my name. So um, You're I didn't want to make it official. So I'm at One Mama Four Cubs. Um, and that kind of, that's the good, bad and the ugly on there. I watched my first video and it proper made me cry. Um, and yeah, I've also got a, um, GoFundMe going from my lovely girls. That's the crap thing. The finances with the divorce and, and that's gone really ugly, but you know what? We've still got the roof over our heads. We're still smiling. We've got each other. So yeah, that's good. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. Thank Anna, you so much. Like, subscribe, whatever else, you know, yeah. comment. Give us five stars. And there'll be a picture of you on our Liberty Lounge when this goes live. Yep. Um, and people can get in touch. We'll put your little tag on there. So sweet. Thank you so much. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.